Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking, fucking killing, killing Me. I'm Rainy. I'm Corinne. Both kind of like tired and sick. It's fall. It's snowed. It's winter. Not it's, really into it. It's dark at 530. I'm pissed off all the time. It's <laughs> so dark. Yeah. Do you ever just like feel like you're, you can like feel yourself getting, going crazy like as you get older? Or like as you, if you're really I, busy with something, I I think that I'm going crazy at some points, and I'm like, no, you're fine. Right? Oh no, I think I'm like spiraling. Oh god, I think I'm going crazy a little bit. I can like feel it. I can. I'm a little bit unhinged at all times, and I can see it in people's eyes when they speak to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just, <laughs> just I like think about that sometimes. I'm like, oh, I'm. You notice when you like do things like that are your habit or you're like in, like you talk to yourself and then you're like, oh, everyone must think I'm crazy. Yeah. And then you think about like, if I was actually crazy, would people tell me I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. Have I like, have I built my own reality where. Right. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I am not. Or maybe, maybe I'm I in the simulation. Right. <laughs> have you ever walked into a conversation with a group of people and just like tried to be how you are around your like very close friends and they look at you like you're fucking nuts that happened to me at the show on friday oh god i like made like a i don't know what i was saying i was being myself (laughs) and the woman just like looked at me and they both went quiet and i realized very quickly that that was not the vibe within the circle i'm crazy or you're just like your most authentic self and Corinne, that was so kind of you to say that. Oh, you're welcome. It's like the best compliment we ever got. Don't worry, you're funny. Your jokes are landing. It's just a really big room. <laughs> that was amazing. Lauren, yes. if you're listening, we Thank love you. Thank you so much. Corinne's eating. <laughs> eating. An apple. Yeah. So the AGO is putting on a live event, the 100 Years of Merce Cunningham. It's on Wednesday, November 20th from 6.30 to 7.30. No tickets required. It's a free event. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's a live performance. I think there's also a film aspect to it. Um, if you don't know who Merce Cunningham is, I think he is one of the most influential postmodern choreographers. I mean, I'm not really a postmodern. I'm not really into postmodern work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fair. Um, yeah, I think he is very well known. Yeah. Very well known. Yeah. And he set up his company and his trust in a very interesting way so that when he died, there was like no more work being made by his company. They could only teach repertoire and only a very select few people. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Even though it's like sometimes hard to watch. Yeah. What he's done, what he used to do or what he did is like very different than what anybody else did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he ever cared if audience liked it or not. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> to be a white man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, and there's one more thing we want to tell you about. Our really good friend, Raha Jabinfar and Bad Luck Woman and Her Misfortunes are having a CD release party today, Tuesday the 12th. Woo! She go, Raha's the best. 
I love Raha. And if you haven't heard our episode, go back in the archives. Archives? Archives. 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 Archie. (laughs) (laughs) Go back in the archives and listen to her episode. This week we have um, Jaya, who has been a friend of Gal Pals since the beginning. Since literally day one. Woo. She's the best. Here we go. Hi, my name is Jaya. I'm a music producer and electronic music performer. Um, Jay, I was just saying, we haven't seen you in almost... We saw you oh, and man. met you for the first time Yeah. when we booked you to play our first ever oh. party. And the podcast launched that night. That, that's pretty insane. That was my first ever gig in Toronto. Was it really? Mm-hmm. What was it? It was like, was it October? Uh, I don't know. I don't April. Know. No, no, no. It was April. Oh, I, April. 2018? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I got to Toronto 2009, sorry, 2017... September for school right for school yeah wow. so it was like I was like you know I, I came here actually not just for school like I was like okay Toronto music scene yeah let's <laughs> get on it and, mm-hmm. you know being very motivated about that I'm just like looking for gigs and trying to prepare myself for like gigs and stuff like that and actually yeah you guys came like the, your ad I think someone pointed that ad to me like someone mentioned me on Facebook or something mm-hmm. like that I contacted you and then I what's this history that's <laughs> so crazy. That's really insane. Like you guys, it was the first episode that you launched that night. Like yeah, this. I think we launched two episodes because we would launch. We launched an intro episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we launched Dave Ingram. Yeah, right away. That's crazy. It's like two years, and you guys are very consistent about it. Yeah. What's your recipe to consistency? Oh God. Because like such a, good a lot question. of people struggle with that. Because like I have, I have stories about consistencies, but like I would like to know. I think it's helpful that there's two of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so that like, you can't just be like, ah, oh, fucking do it tomorrow. Or oh, fuck it. I don't even do it this week. Yeah. Cause like one person will always be like, if one person's like, ah, oh, we can miss a week. The other person will be like, no. <laughs> and that person's always correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Yeah. But like also sometimes it just fucking happens. Yeah. yeah. Like we have a story this time last year where, where I was keeping, we had, we had three episodes like in our back pocket to like release because we were like we were batching them and we felt so ahead of time like we felt so good and then I was keeping everything on like a physical hard drive okay yeah I don't like where this is going (laughs) go on and then like one day I just like plug it into my computer and I'm working on something on premiere Mm -hmm. and it just like goes red like the timeline goes red Mm -hmm. and I'm like "Um," and everything kind of slows down and I was like this is not good and so the actual it wasn't a solid state drive. It was um, the one that still has the disc mm-hmm. in it with the yeah, yeah and that spins. spins. For anybody that doesn't know, it looks like a mini mini record mm-hmm. inside. And I like did everything I could. I just did like so much googling and so much YouTubing to like try to recover everything. And then the last, they're like, "This is the last ditch effort where you open it up." Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah. sometimes the the pin just gets stuck and yeah. you need to like exactly. push it over. Yeah, yeah. Opened it up and it had a physical like scratch in it. Oh. So it was just like done. Mm-hmm. And then we like had obviously had to like Re- skip some weeks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. I think we, yeah, I think we like skipped a couple. I think we skipped one week. Yeah. Did you guys redo the. Yeah, but okay. it's hard, right? Because like the conversations, I mean, like, you know, if yeah. you've ever been on, like, we don't, we're not like setting questions. Yeah. It's like very by the flow. Mm-hmm. And it felt very unnatural to hit some of the topics that we had hit in the first round of discussions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. felt unnatural to talk about the same things. Cause yeah. we like, yeah. So it's just like, and by the time we got those guests in again, it was like the new year. Oh, okay. Cause they were busy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I guess like batch episodes would be mm-hmm. like how to stay <laughs> consistent. <laughs> yeah. 
And then... We also give ourselves time off. Yeah. We, like, run it in a season kind of setting because Mm -hmm. we also realize that we need time off. Like, we take summers off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and breaks, they're very important. In December, we usually take up a week or two in December. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, like, running ourselves crazy and ragged. Oh, yeah. And then we didn't start until, like, October this year. Yeah. So... All right. Yeah. Yeah. We. I guess we run from like October to like June or July, depending mm-hmm. with a bit in between. Yeah. But Fair yeah, enough. I guess just like one person just <laughs> trying to help, and the other person just. Yeah. No, it helps. It helps <laughs> having someone to be accountable to. That's true. for sure. And Absolutely. I think like, without sounding cheesy, like goal setting. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like we want to do this thing. Or we have certain. I guess expectations. Yeah. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it. No, but I see what you mean though. Having, having something that you aim towards, Mm -hmm. it kind of gives you like, you know, where, where you want to go. Like Mm -hmm. you have a direction, you have a kind of a a path to to follow. Right. Right. Because like consistency is a very, very tricky topic. Cause I feel like, you know, there's a certain balance between you being too loose and you're missing all the deadlines mm-hmm. and you're being too hard on yourself that you got paralyzed like I, I don't know what to do because like yeah. I've been I've, I've set this very um, non-realistic goals that mm-hmm. like I don't even know how to follow like I just recently like I've been quite active on my social media just like two months ago and like before that like I was wondering like I was wondering why I, I didn't post for so long like for like like long gaps like six months of not posting anything mm-hmm. And then, like, I realized, like, the, the the problem is, like, I set, like, you know, I want to post, like, one week, what, like, one video per week on Instagram. Like, it sounds an e- it sounds like an easy goal, but then again, like, when I fall through, what's going to happen? I'm like, ah, like, fuck it. Can I swear? In this? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> one like, video, oh, do you mean, like, one video of you? Like, like doing whatever. Doing, like, like live. Maybe, like, live mix or pr- yeah. production or, like, like, recently I've been posting, like, finger drumming. Or, like, sometimes I just don't know what to post. Like, well, what is it that I need to post? Like, I posted, like, me playing guitar last week. Like, sh- yeah. what yeah. else should I make kind of thing? And because, like, there's no certain, le- uh, there's no theme, I guess. I didn't find a theme. Like, with podcasts, like, you guys have a, has a simple premise. Like, you're going to talk with real mm-hmm. artists and, like, have real conversations. And it's, it's a very simple premise. It has some kind of schedule and it, it has yeah. a certain level of, like, a... a um, parameters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Parameters. And you can just follow every week and it's, it's easier. And I think it's, it's a framework is more important than the actual like, tangible goal or whatever. Mm. I feel like you can right. give yourself a framework. Like I think a good starting point is like one video a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like that also drives creativity because yeah. now you're just like, okay, like I need to come up with something or I just need to like do something. And it starts like pushing you to build more material. Mm-hmm. Right. That is true. That is true. Especially with social media. I realized that People get bored easily. I think it's just like how the market is shaped around social media. People have a short attention span. Mm-hmm. And they know if you're not doing as good as you usually do. Like they know when you half-ass things. At, le- at least like some of my followers or some people, my friends at least on my on Instagram, like they know I'm not, if I'm like half-assing something, they know. They don't, they're like, like yeah. little comments and they <laughs> not. Like, you know, I can like, oh, okay. I know that I'm half-assing this. So like the intro is too long. Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's self-talk, but I feel like they know. I feel like people know. People, people who 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 are familiar with your work, like if mm-hmm. if you guys like say in whatever endeavor that you're doing, like if you guys are making a film, if you guys are making a movie or, or yeah. a performance, if you guys half half asking something, they're like, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I think. think uh, you go first because I always interrupt mm. you. 
Oh, do you? <laughs> um, I think that people can tell when something was rushed. Yes. Mm. And being rushed and half-assed are like two very different mm-hmm. things, oh, right? Yeah. Because like being rushed is a weird thing because you're like, you're rushed. You're disappointed with what you put out. You're always kind of fucking disappointed with what you put out anyway. Oh yeah. In my oh. turn, in my, you That's know. another topic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's never like the fucking perfect and it's never the way you envisioned it in your head. Envisioned it. Never. Yeah. And then when you're just like half-assing is literally just being like, ah, whatever, fuck it. Like we're just, it's fucking Instagram. Let's just put it out or let's just yeah. do it to be done or let's do it to have something mm-hmm. on our resume or do it to have some, mm-hmm. some sort of like thing to show. And then there's also just like being rushed and like not having enough time to do it, but also like half-assing. So like being rushed and being like, well, this is all I can put into it right now. Yeah. And this is my deadline. So this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it just depends like what you're up against. Yeah. But also I think that those uncomfortable places where you feel rushed or maybe you did something half-assed, I don't want to like use this as a crutch, but it's like somewhere where you can learn in there. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, what happened that I like got to this point and just put out whatever I could? Yeah. Like, how could I like backtrack and better prepare? That's true. That's true. And sometimes like it's, it's also a, not a hit or miss, but I think it's just like people, um, people don't really people don't have the level of quality that you have in your head like, like it's what what they can what people consider as good mm. is not what you consider as good mm-hmm. sometimes like, like like putting this again like expectations and you have this like i need to you know like whatever like whatever it is that the, the, the goal that you put in your head but then like when it when it comes to an actual artwork when it when it's out there sometimes like it's maybe what you, what your goal was Mm-hmm. wasn't really that important for people because like some of my best performing videos are the ones when i was like i'm just gonna practice this and have fun so i'm like doing like all right. sorts of expression but like like my type like you know i can be cleaner but like i don't know it's it's fun it's cool whatever i post it and then everyone's like yeah but people are like vibing off the energy that you put exactly. out exactly yeah. yeah and i feel like that's more important than perfection mm-hmm. you know, like yeah and also that's probably you're going based off like instinct versus like um like technique and ed- technique or like educated guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like instinct is always first. It should always be first, That's true. but it's like, exciting. and it's exciting and yeah. it's like happening in the moment and you're reading the room and you're reading what's happening. Yeah. But like trying to make like a technical or an educated guess, you end up like second guessing oh, and you yeah. end up like missing those moments. Right. True. Like just mm-hmm. like those are true. floating the fuck by. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. That's true. Yeah. That happens a lot of times, especially when DJing, like DJing helps me a lot in reading the crowd and making decisions like split yeah, second because totally. like every single time like a song oh, like there's only like what like two minutes three minutes of a song and then yeah. like you can only play like what a minute until the crowd is bored with it right totally so you have to like change decisions of like okay so what do i play next and then where where will it go after that what will go after that will will um, like if i drop another hip-hop track when they get bored if i drop another try should i should i bring it up or should i bring it down because there's a lot of you know thoughts in your head but yeah. sometimes you forget <laughs> to enjoy i sometimes i forgot to enjoy like also probably just like run. depending on like where where you're playing oh, the theme of what you're playing yeah what kind of place you're at like yeah. all of the politics that surround just oh, like absolutely. the people and places and things interesting talk about politics like i've 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 been in some uh, gigs that I was like specifically requested of not playing like certain artists' song because of their background. Really? Yes. Yeah. Is this recent? It's recent. It's multiple times, not just one. So I'm like, oh, oh apparently, only happened here though in Toronto. Like back when I'm from, where I'm from in Indonesia, they don't really care. Like as long as it's like it's banging, it's banging. <laughs> yeah. Here is like 
oh, that artist, you know, has, you know, just got arrested for this and this and this. So don't play that artist. I'm like, Is it oh. like Bill Cosby? Like you're not play- listening? Like, <laughs> Why are you playing Bill Cosby? <laughs> Bill Cosby, sorry. What was I thinking? R. Kelly? No, R. Kelly. Or like, oh, that's one of them. Yeah. Or like, baby, it's Chris cold Brown. outside. Chris, Chris Brown. Brown. Chris, oh, Chris Brown. Yeah. Interesting. Because of his history with Rihanna and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I mean, it, it, it's kind of fucked up what he did, but like... Uh, it's I don't know I still don't know where I stand in America it's like yeah. yeah I kind of see it, it's very like it's very together you know like who the artist is and right. their catalog of songs but like it's kind of too bad like Chris Brown songs I, I love them <laughs> old school Chris Brown has great songs yeah yeah, I mean, but I how do you separate the art from the artist? The biggest know. question, right? Yeah, 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 you can't. That's yeah, that's basically Michael like Jackson too. We were talking about this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I was. Uh, yeah, one, one, one party was. Asked like, you not to play Michael Jackson. Yeah, I'm like, oh man. Was it like quickly after the documentary came out? Uh, well, I, no, I mean, just recently. Like this is the past year. Like right. all of this just happened in the past year. So yeah, yeah. I didn't know when 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 the documentary came out. When was it? It's within, within, within the last year, year and a half, probably. Maybe that, yeah. Yeah. Just really? Recently. I thought it's like six months. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it's like hard to car- compartmentalize. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The artist from the artist. Mm-hmm. But I think there's... The artist, the art from the artist. Artist from the artist. Art from the artist. <laughs> um, but I also like wonder if there's like degrees. Sorry? Like degrees of separation. Degrees of separation. In terms kind of, of like... I mean, like, R. Kelly is still, like, alive oh, and out yes. there and not in jail. <laughs> and his songs were, like, basically a diary of what he was doing to people. Ugh. You know? Yeah, yeah but that, but then, like, you also... How do you judge on what the degree is when yeah. everybody's trauma is so different? That's true. true. You're right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so subjective on what the trauma is and what your past is. Mm-hmm. To, to, like, s- separate that, like... Right. Yeah, you wouldn't. I feel like you wouldn't be able to. But I also understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, R. Kelly was like very aware. I'm sure of what he and all the people surrounding him were very aware of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I I totally understand. But I mean, it's 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 his fault. Like, it, I'm not like blaming <laughs> yeah. person like on him. No. Like, you know, um, it's it's too bad. Like a whole entire catalog of you know his his work of art has to be like. You know, oh, like, yeah. Okay, just dump it through trash because he's an asshole. I know? will say though, like World's Greatest is like one of my favorite, like was one of like my favorite <laughs> yeah. songs, you know. Yeah. And that's like, I was watching the American Pie movie the other day, and they were like blasting Bump and Grind, and I was just like, <laughs> this is also like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then like you pick certain songs, mm-hmm. like I don't know. I mean, I'm a big Michael Jackson fan, and it's really hard for me not to listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. I don't know how you do it. I don't. Not you. Sorry. I don't know how. <laughs> Thanks, Corinne. Oh, cool. I'll no. just keep my opinions about Michael no, Jackson no, to no, myself. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I mean, like, I don't know how we like separate the art from. Yeah. I don't know how people do it. Right. I don't know. And I don't know if it's gonna get like the baby. It's cold outside. Song is was is my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. And like it was like sad to me when I was like. Oh, like that's the, everyone's getting mad about this playing on the radio. It's like one of my favorites. Right. I'm like, yeah, it has like definite like undertones of you know rape and non-consent. <laughs> <laughs> but I like don't when I hear it. That's not what I'm. I didn't think about that when I was like yeah. ten years old and heard it right? in the Elf movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You exactly. know, I yeah. thought like this is an amazing song and it's very like old school and it's very like cute. And I can picture, like, two people dancing in the kitchen to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but that's the hardest part of being an artist, though, don't you think? Like, you can't really separate yourself and your work. Totally. And that's yeah. the hardest part, because, like, it's, 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 you have to be so fucking vulnerable to be an artist. And you have to put your vulnerability out there for people to enjoy, uh, judge, critique, yeah. critique mm-hmm. and um, for people to just slash, basically. But oh, when totally. people are touched, they're touched. You know, it's, it's great. Yeah. Also, people are never going to be happy. Oh, yeah. It's like something I'm learning, like... I go to something and I'm like, am I a cynic or am I just like not, because I like notice it in myself. I'm like sitting there and like, I'm just like, why can't you just like sit back and enjoy a performance and like take it for what yeah. it is? I'm like, mm, wouldn't have done that. Mm, I don't know about that. Like you're like looking for something to, and I think it's just like part of like being educated on art mm-hmm. because you're taught how to critique things so that like, yeah, that's how you educate yourself. Yeah. Right. And that's how you improve. But it also just like creates like super critics. That is true. I can't listen to music anymore without like dissecting it in my head. Yeah. Like, I can't because like there's a, I, I listen to music for like reference and like for inspiration and stuff like that. So every time I put music on, I'm going to have something to say like, Oh, the kick doesn't sound good. Or like, Oh, this is so good. I want to dance to it now. Like mm. I want to be in it. I can't just be like listening to it in the background. I have to, I have to listen to something like with, with like language that I don't understand. So it's like white noise. I, I listen to like actual white noise when I was working. Wow. When I'm, yeah. yeah. When I'm working like this pink noise, like shh. It's, wow. it's nice and like it's massaging your brain I feel like <laughs> it's it's true like it does feel like that or like sine waves have you heard like sine waves like no the like um, um, binaural beats or something like that so it's just like basically it's like um, two waveforms uh, being played together and it creates like certain like humming or like buzzing like and it brings you to a certain, um, certain um, attention or like a certain like brain brain like consciousness level or something like that do they like use that on like is that like do they use that to like work on subjects um yes and no like there's a lot of um um research that done for it but like i i don't know if they're doing it for a particular reason but like well regular people can use it like you can download an app right now and just like download like wow. you know you can listen there's like i, I have an app that has like options of like, oh, do you want to sleep? Do you want to rest? Mm. Do you want to chill? Do you want to work? Wow. So it has a different level of, you know, a different um, frequencies, hum. different hums. So, you know. Oh, and it's, not, it's just like different white noises. It's it's actually, yeah, white noises and, and sine waves. So it's like mm-hmm. uh, the, the humming. Wow. So, yeah. Do you remember that makes me think of? Do you remember the movie Josie and the Pussycats? Mm-hmm. Do, do you ever see it? I didn't. It? I haven't watched it. <gasps> what? what? That's like so. In that movie, it's like Josie and the Pussycats are like a big band, and they realize that their songs are being used to like get people to buy things or like be used oh, like, like, like propaganda. Yeah. And they, it's like if you like go fast forward the track or like something like that, it's like go buy all these things. You need these things now. And Josie and Pussycats like realize it and like get mad, and there's like a huge thing. <laughs> But that's what that makes me think of is that like, <laughs> like, under, like yeah like um um what was it like subliminal put, marketing subliminal yeah <laughs> that, that's the word so Getting, like, like if you reverse something and it's gonna sound like you know what like there's a lot of there's like one video on YouTube that just dissects all that like, <laughs> basically like secret Kanye messages. West Chick Fil A song <laughs> oh, <God>. secret <laughs> messages in pop to the new album what is Kanye's oh yeah. Um, uh, like why? why 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 what why, why? what huh? I mean I'm not a are you a Kanye fan? That's a question. Uh, I enjoy his music, but I'm not a connoisseur. Yeah. I thought Pablo was okay. I, I didn't Pablo's mind Pablo. 
I mean, the new album he just came out with, like... Life of Pablo. No. No, no, no. He just came out with a gospel album. Oh, no, yeah, I know that. Jesus is King. Jesus Jesus is King. And he released a 30-minute movie to go along with it. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's in Cineplex. That's cool. Or an IMAX or something. A visual album. It's hard. I'm not, like, a gospel... I'm not, like, a fan of gospel Mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's... I don't know. I'm finding... I started listening to it, and I, I'm finding it hard not to listen to that music without thinking about... I watched the... Did you watch this Carpo Karaoke? Oh, yeah. I think with uh, James Corden. I saw yeah. the thumbnail, but I didn't click. So uh, how, And then he talks about, like, how he thinks that, like, this is what he was meant to do. And, like, what I took from that interview is, like, he feels like he's, like, supposed to create a church and, like, bring all these people together and, like, basically talks... Like, he thinks oh, he's, yeah. like, the forthcoming of, like... It's the cult of Kanye. Yeah. It doesn't cost any money to be a part of it, but you have to buy all this easy stuff. I know. <laughs> Interesting. I, I, yeah, so I'm not a fan of gospel music and like, and that's another thing, like separating the art from artists. Like we were yeah, talking the about, character like, of Kanye. How do you separate like everything? And like, yeah, I think, I thought Life of Pablo was great and that was after all this, everything happened. And I, graduation is obvious, obvious, oh, obviously like a brilliant so piece great. of pop culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I also like love yeah. Runaway, and oh, I love Runaway's like great, yeah. yeah, it's so artsy that whole album. Holy, yeah. that oh was like God. right after he came from his low, yeah. right? Yeah, it was. It was int- Kanye is such a character. Like I, I have nothing but respect for Kanye because like I know like I've, I'm a huge fan of um, autobiographies of like music people, people right. in the music industry. Like I've read like David Foster's autobiography, Timbaland's, yeah. um, um, Russell Simmons, Russell Simmons, and yeah. uh, Rick Rubin, um, and Kanye as well. Just recently. Actually, I read it. I, I read it. One. He had one. He had one. Um, I forgot what the title was. Um, it's actually very interesting to see, like, he's actually very, like, his honest way of why he does things. Mm-hmm. Because he's always a misfit. You know, he doesn't have the background of, like, you know, hip-hop. He doesn't have that background. He's, he came from middle class. He's, like, he's interested in fashion. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, he's a, he's a misfit. He's, a, he's an odd one out, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, he, he, he struggles back then as well as to, to, to make people believe that he's a rapper because he, was, he started out as a producer and he got Jay-Z's attention and he, he right. was working with a lot of, you know, already established rappers at that time. Um, but then again, like, it's, it's a struggle every single step of, of, of his career. And I feel like that kind of shaped him. I think I remember reading a chapter of why he did why the what what happened with Taylor Swift. I think he just got he just gotten like I think his his mother died and then he just yeah. get into like depression. And he was like drinking. Like he was Tennessee, yeah he had he? yeah he had definitely yeah. definitely had problems. Mm-hmm. But then again, like you know, it's it seems like a very human thing to do sometimes. Like I, I don't know, Kanye as a personality, it's 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 his own thing, right? right. But like he's I feel like musically, um, like he's a genius. I love. Like I love his album. I love his. Um, he's a good. I mean, he's like a good producer, and he, he like, can create. Like I'm not saying what he didn't create isn't like. Ama- it's not like huge and magnificent. It's mm-hmm. just like not my. <laughs> yeah, not for me. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna go put it on. Yeah, <laughs> right. When I'm getting ready, totally. Yeah. I might, like, oh, I would. <laughs> yeah, I would, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love I, because it's just like the. Um, I think a lot of people have uh, have respect for Kanye because he what he did back then was way like way it's more than what is capable of being done at that time like technically vision wise uh-huh. you know it's it's really new what he did back then mm-hmm. and even like right now like i feel like his like you know i'm not 
I'm not really a hip hop head, and like I can't really give like a super mm-hmm. you know, in depth crit- a critique to what what he did in this last album. But like I feel like he's trying to bring back the old sound, also like bring back you know staying true to hip hop, which is to sample. Right. And mm-hmm. he has he has faith, obviously, and he wants to you know put it put it more forward. It's like right. Chance the Rapper right. is a Christian rapper, right? Totally. You know, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he just wants to put that in in his identity. I didn't know about that whole like. I'm the upcoming. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm a Yeezy because like he called himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was weird in like that interview. They talk. He talks about how he thinks it's because I mean he like was like in debt. He was like I was 38 million dollars in debt. I made this much, and now I'm like he talks about a lot of it with money mm-hmm. and the way he like associates faith is like with money, and that's like what's an interesting thing to me because like is faith. Can you buy your way in? Monopolizing money with faith. And like also like, I don't know. There, it was just like interesting that that was like his main example of why. But that's also like maybe only what was in the interview. Like that could have been cut. Yeah. You know? Who fucking knows what happens. You know? Media, right, you didn't right, know. Right. Like people want, yeah. people want to maybe, I don't know. People want yeah. to destroy him by like, you know, just putting like some shit part and like the nice part to cut it out. Right. Totally. Um, have you watched his interview on David? The My Next Guest Needs No... Oh, is it on Netflix? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's I, like the David Letterman's yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. The I, interview I, he does with David Letterman. Oh, really? Like, just recently? Yeah, it's oh, on the I Netflix one. That. Yeah. I have to watch that and the James Corden one. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I mean... But, I mean, producers... I think, like, producers are, like, an integral part of music. These days, yeah. They, they kind of... It's a weird era, because, like, I remember when, um, you know, even back, back in 2000 what 2011 2010 like djs are the it right? right like edm stuff like i came from oh like avici avici like yeah, giving get yeah. raves raves, raves. raves <laughs> edm electro house were like Aoki, so big. yeah Aoki and whoever like martin garrix zed they're so big and then they puts kind of you know dj at front at you know push them forward like dj usually just you know play in a corner play in a club you know mm-hmm. like they don't really get the spotlight but these people i don't know what what I don't know why that happened. I think it was because a lot of mainstream billboard producers, they start to borrow these elements from from dance music, like the, the mm. elements, the beat, the drums, the, the tempo and everything sounds mm-hmm. so so clubby at that time. Remember Katy Perry? Um, oh, yeah. Fire, no, not Fireworks. Maybe Fireworks. Lady Gaga. Yeah. yeah. Lady Gaga. Everything was really dancey for a dancing. period of time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it, not anymore, definitely. Yeah, it's, now it's like all trap and hip hop, right? Totally, it's, it's I changing. That, yeah. And it's it's. I think um, the the fact that you know, like producers are being put frontal, it's also like you know, it's it's a it's a transition from that era as well. Because like at the at that point, like DJ was so big, and then it transitions to like, uh, okay, you're a DJ, but do you produce your own tracks? And then like mm-hmm. people start to shine spotlights on DJs who just who who have ghost producers behind them, right? And, right. And then they start to like, okay, so DJs who actually produce would get more respect. And then eventually these days, like as the DJ era kind of, you know, goes away a little bit. It's just like, all right, so do you produce your own song? Are you a producer? And like, it's all about the, you know, Mm -hmm. producer and artist. And you can actually, 
people put the producer's name on the title these days if, yeah. if they want to. A producer can have right. that rule. Like, I want my name to be on the title. Oh, yeah, like produced by. Produced yeah. by, yeah. Yeah. So they have that kind of bargaining power, which is kind of awesome. Kind I think if awesome. you're big enough, like, I think that's on every Timberland song, right? Like, yeah. produced by Timberland. Oh, I would. If, if I were <laughs> a rapper Timberland. and Timberland produced my song, I want that to be on the title. Yeah. Every time oh, yeah. I touched yeah. for a while, there was Timberland gold. <laughs> oh, man. He's awesome. It, it is. is true. It is pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I was just, like, listening to um, Missy Elliott's song on my way here. Oh, that so good. So good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's fucking dope. I want to take this back to um, something you said a little while ago about being vulnerable and, like, mm-hmm. being so attached to your art. Oh, man. Do you think that is also maybe why you weren't posting for, like, six months? I think it, it was. Like, I was, you know, because, like, artists, we're, we're, we have a certain level of crazy, you know, artists. Like, they, yeah. they're, like, <laughs> like, just because of the fact that we're yes. so vulnerable, they're, like, we're, like, emotionally intense. Mm-hmm. We're feeling emotions maybe like a thousand times more than if you don't do art mm-hmm. and that's why we do art because it's one one platform we can actually like you know it's like a meadow and then you're like being released to the wild like ooh, i can run free i can do whatever <laughs> fuck i want no one's gonna judge me then, <laughs> right it's like art is like that like this amazing um, um dreamland but then again like to um, it's it's to to produce great art. There's a level of honesty, certain level of vulnerability, and that um, you need to decide how how open you want yourself to be, mm-hmm. and how vulnerable you want to you want how how much of yourself you want to put in your art, and how much of yourself you want to see you want people to see. Because, mm-hmm. like, honestly, I'm still struggling with that because, like, I'm, I'm naturally a close person. I'm an introvert. I don't, I don't really, like, you know, I, I, like, I have problems, like, speaking in public. Like, that's my issue. Right. You know, and that's kind of, like, why I was in a band when I was in high school. Like, I was, like, I, I, I don't want to talk to people, so I just, like, just make sounds over here. And, like, <laughs> so it's, like, it, yeah, it's, like, I just don't know. And I, it's just kind of, like, how I kind of manage to, to, to kind of, go into the, like, the cool kids kind of community because mm-hmm. like oh she can play the, the drums at that time I was playing the drum. I played the drums and like oh she can play drums let's just join the band because we need a drummer okay cool and I get to hang out with all these cool kids who are actually having social skills that's like I, I cheated my way to the right. cool kids zone I feel that's like talented musicians though do that they like get really good at something <laughs> so they don't have to yeah, have, to have social skills and they're just like look at oh, this yeah. great thing I can do yeah. just like let's talk about that <laughs> yeah well that's yeah maybe maybe but like that that, that actually worked like it, it worked for me and it, it works up until now up until today but yeah vulnerability like I've a lot of blocks that I felt is like you know not being good enough or like all the things or like things that I that I did if I just finish something second guess myself not mm-hmm. even second like three third guess fourth guess like oh is it actually good like you know I just posted a video today um, um, it was a, a flip of one of my favorite artists Bad Snacks um, she's a YouTube creator she has this amazing single that I, single that I just loved so I flipped it you know and I recorded it over the weekend and I'm like I'm pretty sure I was like I was recording like maybe 20 takes of that and then I knew I would have I, I could have stopped at take 4 because the one that I posted was take 4 Right. But wow. I was like so I wanted to be like you know this needs to you know it needs to be like you know this part needs to have like a certain fill or like it needs to sound a little differently I need to you know speed up a little bit or I should change the tempo like no you, you don't you don't you don't Jaya, shut up <laughs> you know and then, like I just like the next morning I'm like nah, nah whatever I just I just 
I'm just gonna post this fourth because it's it's the the best out of all crappy ones. Mm. And then like uh, people liked it, and you know it, it it's a proof of like you know it's it's not always what you think is good for your audience sometimes. Right. And like because I was you know I was having I had my walls up like I want. I want to look perfect. I wanted to, you know, mm. have no mistakes or like, I, I don't want people to see my mistakes. Like, mm. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It makes, it makes people see the wall, mm. you know, but when you allow yourself to kind of like, I don't know, mistakes, whatever, we're humans. We, we be like an yeah. open, Is that whatever, you know, an open board, <laughs> like oh, an open board for <laughs> wounds. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but it's because, you know, like making mistakes on camera and actually like putting it out, you, you give, you give a certain level of like openness to be criticized. Right. If oh want yeah. To. That's so funny that we're talking about that. We were, I was mm-hmm. just weirdly enough, we were talking in rehearsal today mm. and I, we had forgotten to film. I'm like producing a show, mm-hmm. forgot to film a bunch of like work and it's with Robin and Will. And we were like, I was like, fuck, I should have fucking filmed that. I'm so sorry. And like, I was like, you want to know what the reason is, guys? It's because I don't like, I don't film myself when I dance. And when I'm working with a choreographer, I'm like, okay not to film it. Mm-hmm. And Robin was like, I, I actually remember that. You like never wanted to film anything at the end. We'd be like, can we film it? And you'd be like, nah. And then you would just remember it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I, by the way, this is not like me bragging about having a good memory. This is me then coming, being like, yeah. And do you want to know why, Robin? It's because I can't watch something that's, like, not perfect. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, man. I can't watch something that's, like, I don't think was, like, is at its, like, fullest potential. Because oh. I'll get, like, discouraged going into it the next time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, very different because then, like, Paige Sales was, like, I like watching it. So then I like knowing what I fucked up. Yeah. Because like, it's just a practice video. I also think that for me, going off page, watching yourself you can also build off of it. Mm. Cause sometimes I find what feels good doesn't necessarily look good, mm-hmm. no. you know, okay. or like inside the movement, you're like, this is where my leg should be. And then you watch it and you're like, that's weird. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that could just be like a negotiation that you have with like how you do movement to your brain. And that could be like oh. how people do differently. Right. hundred percent. I think what I see is very different than what, like what I see myself doing. Mm hmm. And what I internalize is very different than what other people see. Totally. And I don't know if that's like a self-confidence thing mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. what it has been put on me over the years and years and years of training or being told certain things over and over and over again. That's an interesting, that's an interesting topic. Cause like there was a time where like that, like that, um, interesting that that comes up, like, because there's a certain level of like, um, boundaries that you put because of the situation. Like say if you're, if you're like, um, a formally educated in art mm-hmm. mm. it can be paralyzing at times like i'm not gonna say shit about my about my um uh, university but like i had like a period of lull of like i really couldn't get anything out like it was like last year around the time maybe up to th- between 2000 early 2018 to early 2019 because mm. like i really like there's a lot of new rules that i learned that you know, I, I, I realized a lot of things that I did in the past was like the wrong way. Mm. And, and like, um, I, I, I learned from some people who have been doing it forever 
um, they they did it differently than me. It didn't even they didn't even say that what I did was wrong. But like, oh, it's it's different. Maybe that's why it sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why like I my my shit just doesn't. You know, it's you you start to overthink your the way you do art and you start second it like you you, mm-hmm. you it's it becomes a whole existential question it starts paralyzing you yeah oh, man. it's like i couldn't really i really couldn't do anything like i was i was the most um not the most the least productive back then because like it was i i being in school, being in school mm. which is yeah kind of counterproductive i was i was in school for music and i couldn't make music because mm, wow. there's a lot of boundaries But then again, when you're out of it, you learn that wait a minute, like I, it's it's not exact. Like I can I can break those rules because fuck it. I think it takes people like a year after like arts education to realize that like that's like they don't have to like sit in that assignment parameter. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And 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 um, and also a lot of things that you know that breaks help me breaks out of that uh out of that overthinking mindset was like you know constraints because i remember um i remember this clearly because it was like one of my one of my rock bottoms i feel like in 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 making music because like, i really couldn't get anything out like everything they make was shit like it, it actually sounded like shit like i listened to it again like yeah that's why i was like so so uninspired this all sound like shit because it sounded like i was trying to follow all these weird rule and mm-hmm. how people do things i try to po- follow someone else's path but I wasn't being true to myself. Mm-hmm. And then like early 2019 was like when everything started to open up. Cause like I, I, I participated in this like monthly beat making event oh, cool. here in Toronto. Actually, um, the name is loop session. Shout out there. They're amazing people loop session, Toronto. So it's basically a monthly beat making event where like, you know, a bunch of producers come in like 10 to 15 people at a time. Um, so you submit your stuff and they, they, you know, they, they will pick like, you know, top 15, whatever. So you, you, if, when you're selected, you, you, you come to this event and you've, you're given like, you know, um, I think five minutes a sample from a vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically just like um, the, um, the person will like turn on the record button and then you pick from the sample. You just move the needle and like you hear it and like, oh, this part is cool. This part is not. And, it, you know, just pick yeah. out of those five minutes, you pick from a sample. Mm-hmm. And then when it's done, you're, you're being given that five minutes full of like, you know, continuous recording. Sit down in your laptop, you make a beat for three hours. And then after three hours is done, you're going to take turns presenting your beat. You know, hmm. put the aux cord and present your beat. Wow, it's, that's cool. It's a lot of pressure, but it's like it it teaches you to not overthink, right? And it teaches you to like it's okay to fuck up. It's fine, like yes. and it's okay to let people see you fuck up because mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter. It's fun. <laughs> the process is fun. You meet a lot of new yeah. people, and it's like, ooh, what kind of sample am I going to get today? It's also fun working. It's yeah. fun working. It mm-hmm. is working is fun. It is and doing like working in environments that are like awesome and doing something like with like the work when the work is awesome is fun like yeah. that's like why people like it it's because the high is so high the highs are so high the highs are so high and the lows true, are man. very low <laughs> that is so true though it is so so true like i've i've experienced like super excitement of like oh my god this song is amazing i'm so happy or like after a gig a really good gig like oh my god this is like still high like a few days after mm-hmm. but like you know during those times when i feel uninspired like oh my god everything's shit like, mm-hmm. i'm reconsidering my career right now <laughs> Like seven people are like, it was great. And then you like ask one person who you're friends with and you're like, what did you think? And they're like, mm. and you're like, 
<laughs> I'm having an existential <laughs> crisis in my brain. Cool, yes. cool, cool, cool. Like, okay, I need to reconsider my whole career right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go sit in my bed and listen to uh, Sad Taylor Swift songs. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I also wonder if, mm-hmm. like, you feeling uninspired with school had to do with like environment, because I mm-hmm. found school uninspiring because I was like stuck in the same things Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And when I left school and was doing training at other places Mm -hmm. is when I was like, Oh, there's other people that are dancing like me or there's other people that are dancing in the way that I wish I was dancing. And then like felt revamped about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, but also not. Maybe okay. One one other thing is that you know, um, with all the you know being a performer, being mm-hmm. an artist, again you're very sensitive with things, and like you, you get intimidated by this amazing, crazy, talented people around you. Like, have mm-hmm. you ever experienced that? Like, I feel like I felt like that when I was when I was in school, because like all these people um, in my class, they were like at least they're either classically trained or they're like they have like hardcore undergrad in jazz or like hardcore so whatever like- in some. Technical like, nerds, technical prowess in music. Like they're yeah. like more legit than me. I'm like, holy shit, what am I doing here? And it's oh it gets god. paralyzing as well because like true, yes, it's in, like you get intimidated. Like oh my god, like like I I couldn't even read. Like I was maybe one of the only one in class who couldn't read music notes. Like I couldn't I couldn't do that. And then like even in the auditions, my audition tape, like, I I asked um, the the profs who's that. Um, was interviewing me at the time like you know what I can't read notations like I'm just gonna I'm not gonna lie about it like I mm-hmm. can't and they're like no it doesn't matter because this is a music tech program so it's like sound engineering and sound design so right. it doesn't really matter but like it's pretty freaking you know when they're like trying yeah. to starting to like making making jokes about this modes and scales and how classical musician styles are like this and this and that you're like okay I'm tuning out now mm-hmm. yeah but like pretty sure Questlove can't read music yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Pretty sure he can. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, actually. I'm, I'm listening to one of his books right now, and I think oh, yeah. he talks about also being because his partner mm-hmm. in music, mm-hmm. can't remember his name right now, is like also a jazz kid or was a jazz mm. kid when they met in school. So he was like really technically sound, yeah, yeah. and then Questlove was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And like figured it out, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe, but it kind of at times it kind of felt like you know you're walking. In, like you're walking with a blindfold on. It's like you you know you're inside this room, which is like amazing. There's a lot of opportunities. You know, there's a lot of amazing people in the room, but like you're you have your blindfolds on, right? Mm. And you know everybody's in the room who's like in your head. It, right. It does seem like that. It doesn't. It it's not actually like that. Maybe, but like yeah. it, it it felt like that when I was. It is insane how, like, people in the space can influence you differently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, like, I'm sure we've all been in the room where we're, like, the best one in the room. Mm-hmm. And your confidence is, like, a little bit. And you feel, like, a little bit more, like, taking your... Take a little bit more chances. Because mm-hmm. you're just, like, a little bit more confident because, like, you're the best one in the room. And mm-hmm. then you've been in the room where you're, like, not one oh. of the best ones in the room. And yeah. you're just feeling like you're fucking struggling. And oh, it's, yeah. like, not going well for you. And you're, like, never <laughs> done it worse. But then, like, you've also been in the room where, like, there's someone there that's just, like, better, a little bit better than yeah. you. And it's, like, pushing you to be better. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's it's, like, amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's so, like, when there's someone there that's, like, pushing you to be a little bit better and you're, like, feeding off of them. But then maybe, like someone who's like just as good as them is in the room and that person is like making you feel like you fucking suck and you are sucking yeah like, do you, do you, do you, you find that's like a vibe though 
I find when I'm in a room of people that are better than me in the, in the, the vibe in the room is inclusive or like welcoming, mm. then I, I feel good. If I walk into a room and know that I'm going to be the worst and everybody's <laughs> making me feel like the worst, then I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. And I like feel like my confidence suffers or like my ability suffers. Right. But when I walk into a room and I'm like, know that I'm not the best, but people are like welcoming mm-hmm. or at least like friendly, like they smile at you. Yeah. Then it's different. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of it that also happens in, in, in your head. Like, it's oh, yeah. Maybe, 100%. Like, yeah, right? It's like, <laughs> I think it's 90% of, of my cases. Like, it happened in my head. Like, because... Mm. You're my literally friend. just, like, creating conspiracy theories exactly. about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I'm creating this... Even, like, the, the, I always... I always... I surprise myself by making that analogy. It's like walking blindfolded. Like, I never... I've never really describe it like that before but it, it was it, it's pretty accurate mm-hmm. but like my classmate my props everyone is very welcoming and like everyone's like mm-hmm. they're not like snobs they're not like they're, they're like amazing people it's just mm-hmm. like sometimes I, I was afraid to speak up because i was afraid that i was i was like i'm gonna make a mistake and then mm-hmm. especially when they're starting to get technical about like you know yeah the scale and this modes and this right. whatever like i can't contribute to this conversation yeah. right now and it's just like Overall. those moments sorry sorry overwhelming overwhelming really yeah. uh, very much but like they don't even try they just like you know my prof asks a question and they just having a discussion yeah. and you're just like being an outsider mm-hmm. it's just happenstance i guess right how did you audition all the way from indonesia oh it's oh, exactly. <laughs> interesting so because you're doing your master's you, were you doing your master's what were you doing i did my master's uh music technology wow exactly everyone say that it's it's new and it's very like i feel like it's it's very uh, revolutionary that program because like they really push lots of lots of boundaries mm-hmm. by starting this program like we have a studio in the building now it wow. wasn't it wasn't there before like it wasn't there two years ago mm-hmm. i, I wow. helped build the studio like i was i did an intern intern job to like wire the studio so i knew when the speakers came in they ordered this amazing like you know mixing wow massive mixing ass board. mixing de- nice. yeah mixing board it's amazing like amazing top-notch um hardwares and and it's it's pretty exciting to to, to see all that mm. what was your question um how did how you did I audition? audition? Actually, it goes. The question goes back to how how the hell am I here? Like <laughs> in the first place, right? Because like initially, like I was, I was. This is a little bit. It's gonna be a little bit political. So I don't know. That's alright. Um, You're right yeah. for it. Okay. Um, it's just like you know. Um, I was. I really at that time I felt like you know I I had a thing going. You know, I was I was doing music full time back home in Indonesia. I produce in the day and I working. I was working with like, quite like you know famous singers and rappers back in Indonesia and I know like you know like really like people in top charts like I know them by name and they, they, you know it's 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 I was like quite involved in the music industry at the time and um I was DJing in the evening and it's it's like full on full on um full time music kind of thing but like I don't know something just didn't 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 sit well with me and you know there's always this nagging feeling you know everyone everyone outside north america always have this north american dream you know i want to move to la or toronto or new york or some some massive entertainment capital in the world and 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 um just want to move there and make it or whatever whatever it, whatever it is it was it was that for me like i always have that dream of like i want to move out of my country to mm-hmm. to to a city where 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 i can you know i can work with you know the billboard top 40 singers or like i can work with uh, i don't know how, like it's it's all like grammy juno it's like those big award that that i i really want to at least try to get 
mm-hmm. and it felt so far when you're outside of North America. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone thinks that it's like you know, um, um, you know, with internet everything's possible, but no. Like I, I experience the most growth um, when I'm here, wow. and the most highs and the most lows. It's more than four years I was doing like full time music back in Indonesia, and definitely there's like culture shock because like I came from an Asian country where everything kind of you know everyone kind of look look up to North American artists like I get like requests all the time back home like hey, I want I want this to sound like you know Chainsmokers I want it to sound like Drake mm. I want it to sound like um, Nicki Minaj but now you hear it in Toronto it's like I know a person who know Drake's producer so it's like who do you look up to you uh-huh. know and then like it's I had like that's and it's like, that contributes as well to like my my paralysis of like not producing anything it's like I didn't know who I was. I came here like, oh, this is amazing. This is Toronto. Awesome. I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. But how I got to Toronto was like, I I was like, you know, just the, I need a way to move here, like legally, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, not really. Yeah. You can't just, just come in here as an illegal immigrant. Can't do that. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, um, um, so I pick like either, either, um, trying to find a job or go back to school. And I decided to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think that I would be a kind of person who, who would do a master's because I'm not an, an, I'm not an education person. Like I don't really care. Nobody have asked for my papers ever in my life. So mm-hmm. never. So like, I don't care about education, but like, I guess, you know, you know, being, being in school, I, I think it's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's maybe it's cool. It's doable. So I basically just kind of open Google map and um which one should I go so I picked like top like maybe five universities that I want to apply to mm-hmm. and I picked the one who's like more like the like you know affordability and quality is like balanced mm-hmm. and right. also at that time I remember like it was December 2017 yeah no December 2016 so the uh, US election was just like was just, it, it was going on like I remember I was filling I was filling applications right. while watching live count of like Trump and Hillary uh. at that time and I was like was still writing I was I was writing for um UCLA at that point oh no not UCLA's um I don't remember I don't even remember did you still apply to American universities sorry do you still apply for American no University? I didn't I just kind of like no because mm. like I, I'm looking for like you know I I really want to move like I don't want to yeah. just like you know go to school and come back because like I did that when I back in 2012 I went to the UK um to Newcastle I did my undergrad and then it was it was like pr- uh, pre-Brexit you know mm. but it's like it's close to yeah. when Brexit's gonna happen so like they kind of they they, they cut out all postgraduate work permit so after oh, wow. you graduated you just have to either find a job that will sponsor you a visa or, or a permit leave. or you have to leave so I, yeah. I left because like I couldn't find a job couldn't at, fast it, enough yeah. hmm. and I was like alright my first true. try of, of getting out of my country first try failed alright let's, let's, let's chill a bit and like I was like you know uh, back, back home trying to build music career having a day job and like you know taking it easy and then like at that time it was 2016 like four years mm-hmm. later I, feel yeah. like, I, I think it's time to move because like it's it's now or nothing because like this is my last chance mm-hmm. so I was 
I was looking for a country where it's like you know actually possible to, to to move to. Right. And then like literally Canada Canada ad shows up in my Instagram like move to Canada. <laughs> Quite literally, I'm Your not. I'm not even. To you. Yeah. No, maybe that. And also like you guys are pretty like market like social media marketing. Pretty. <laughs> well done, you guys Canada. Are tar- <laughs> well done, Canada. Like you guys are like targeting. It was like move to Canada, and then it was like the face of Justin Trudeau, and you're like, I. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, like, having a young premier gets you. I remember, like, also, this was, like, 2000 and... That would have been, what, 2015? 16, yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so we didn't know about Justin Trudeau at that point, okay? I don't want you to be bitching. Exactly. I remember, like, the the image of Justin Justin Trudeau that I remember was, like, he was at the Pride Parade with, like... With his like, you know, like his white linen suit. Yeah, oh, and, like, he's, he's like half wet. It's just so wrong. <laughs> yeah. But like, I guess that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's cool. That's fun. But like, I didn't know like the the caliber of. So mm. like, I kind of I applied to only one university because I only have you know limited funds. Like, it's not free to apply, right? No. It's like you pay like I think what what third three hundred four hundred dollars per application. Uh, so like, what? I can't pay for international problems. International, mm. international like multiplications of everything yeah. but like okay Oof. i only have one chance if i didn't get through this then i need to kind of go for like the winter semester or whatever at somewhere some places right but like i was lucky i consider myself very very lucky because like that that program was just opened mm-hmm. and they're looking for people with various backgrounds uh-huh. so the weirder you are the better chance you're going to get into into that program because mm-hmm. it's a music tech program it's an it's an uh, interdisciplinary program Right. So if you're like a programmer and you have interest in music and you're actually good in music production, but you have like computer science background, you have better chance than someone who's like a music background, an actual mm-hmm. like composition student or whatever. Because like uh, my partner at the time like applied to uh, U of T as well, mm-hmm. but didn't get it. Guitar, cl- classical guitar undergrad. Oh, wow, I know. Because mm. like I think they they just, they're, they're looking for like the the, the odd ones. Wow, because right. it's it's kind of shaped the program. Because like when I was in the uh, when I was in the program, like we have quite diverse, um, a diverse um, background of people. Like mm-hmm. mostly, um, most of them are in music. Like some of them are like you know, one is for like percussions, one did like opera singing, and one did jazz piano, and um, you know a lot of different backgrounds. Um, and um, yeah, and then and then my background was graphic design and video video production. Wow. Yeah. So like I I kind of I did music full time. So I kind of ha- I I had a portfolio at that time to kind of apply and then they kind of like my stuff and then wow. I yeah and then they they I I was like it was a, a Skype audition um at that time. Oh, that's funny. It yeah. Because it, like it's it's um it's it, it's it's funny cuz like I saw them in real life and they're like, "Oh, I saw you guys on Skype. Cool." <laughs> I was like trying to look presentable. I was like in my apartment. You're like in your nicest wall. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I look like the whitest wall that I get. Only painted once. I like washed it, like scrub it on the wall. Um, But yeah. Why did you feel it was like your last chance to leave Indonesia? Because I'm not getting any younger. And, (laughs) And like, I feel like after a certain age, you just like kind of, there's a certain level of like things that you don't you can't risk anymore. Like, I feel like right now I can't do things that I would do when I was 18, you know? Well, it's just because you're smarter. I mean, yeah, I definitely can't drink a six-pack of Smirnoff ice anymore. (laughs) I mean, I can't get shit-faced in the middle of the street. (laughs) Nah, I still did that. (laughs) I mean, two days ago, motherfucker. (laughs) We drank fucking lambs and seven on Saturday, and I woke up the next morning, and I was like, why did we drink pop? (laughs) I woke up and drank a pop. 
<laughs> Why do we drink so much sugar? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, we're going to ask you, though, then, is being an artist fucking killing you? Oh, it's... Yeah. I'm trying not to die every day. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like I just I just had a breakdown like last night. I was like, oh, oh my god, like why why am I doing this? You know, like all of these things that I, you know, because I had a I have a, a I had an opportunity to like work with like amazing music brand, music tech brands, you know, like Native Instruments, um, Roll and Artifon, like Ableton, amazing people. They're like actually they pay attention to what I did and they're like, oh, you're we acknowledge your yeah. stuff. I'm like, holy shit, like mind blown and like, oh yeah. my god, do I deserve all this attention? What is this for? Oh my god, will I lose my loved ones <laughs> if I? Like, you know, I, I got too busy. I'm like, I just just had a break. It's a fall depression, and also I'm PMSing. So like, fuck, <laughs> Lord help us. Uh, it's I, like, like it's real. It was like 5:30 yesterday, and it was fucking blackout. Like, oh shit, yeah, black outside, dark outside. It was outside, yeah. yeah. And I was just like sitting on the so couch. Bad. I was like, oh, here we go, seasonal depression. It is, yeah, it is real. I, I just like I didn't know again, like the culture shock, like I didn't didn't know how, how, how winter or fall will feel like. And I'm like, oh okay, there's an additional depression. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the additional awesome. depression I get once a week every month. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Love that. Fucking great. <laughs> Living for it. <laughs> By the way, just like Awesome. I just had a weird moment today where I was flushing a tampon down the toilet and I was like, oh, wow, another way the patriarchy is trying to suppress me. <laughs> because it was like, don't flush your tampons down the toilet. And I was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to build a fucking toilet that's better. I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't think you were allowed to do that. Exactly. Oh my God. But why? Why aren't we building toilets that can handle fucking female menstruation products? I was going to say, like, can you actually flush that shit? I don't know. I don't know. Fuck them. Build a better <laughs> toilet. Long I don't give a shit anymore. Oh, this is Build amazing. a toilet. <laughs> I'm not editing that part out. That no, accepts all things. If you can accept, like, a massive shit <laughs> from some <laughs> danky ass dude, you can fucking accept a gross ass tampon, all right? That's what I don't understand. Oh, this is amazing conversation. It's disgusting. Yeah, right, and just like, fucking, why can't you handle a tampon? And you're like, oh, well, this is the reason that our toilet's hard plug. Nah! <laughs> It's from all the dudes. It's from your fucking shit. Anyway, I had a moment in the bathroom today where I was like, I am a feminist. Flush. Flush this shit. I said, I'm flush some more. What's more pads, dude? No, I wouldn't flush a pad. But like, tampons, fucking flush them. Yeah, a pad's a different story. Anyway, thank you so much for being <laughs> Compartmentalizing. <laughs> anyway, thank you. After we talk about this flushing tampons, that's okay. <laughs> it's an issue I have sometimes. But yes, thank you so much. It was yeah, amazing. amazing that after amazing. fucking, it's crazy that you just moved here when you did the party too. Yeah, it's crazy how far you guys have gotten though. Like it's mm. yeah, because like the first time, the first time you guys this this podcast. Yeah. wasn't even it was the first episode it was the baby and, it was like a little seed yeah. yeah and then two years later like I'm here and then like you guys are like what What episode like well uh, what episode is this it'll be like 66 whoa yeah that's a lot mm-hmm. isn't that crazy that's crazy yeah yeah feels like a crazy number that's crazy like- <laughs> hey, yeah you're right oh my god Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. If people want to find you, where can they find you? Um, I'm on social media at this is Jaya. Um, Instagram, YouTube. I'm going to start my YouTube soon, actually. So, like, 
still fighting the mental block of like vulnerability, <laughs> but like I will start my YouTube channel yeah. very soon. Um, and yeah, you can find me on YouTube um, at this is Jaya as well. Right. Perfect. Amazing. Thanks. Cool. Thank you everybody for listening. If you want to hear more of our stuff, please go to iTunes, Spotify, basically any place you can find podcasts, download, subscribe, um, write us a review, give us some stars, let us know what you think. At this point, we just feel like we need feedback. Yes. And if you have things to say, if you're a cynic, like maybe uh, me or anyone else, you know, just let us know. Yeah. Okay. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Also, uh, go follow us, Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to our Patreon. If you haven't subscribed to our Patreon yet, please go and subscribe. We're getting bigger, better, faster, stronger every single day. And you don't want to be that person that's like sitting at your computer in five years being like, oh yeah, I could have sponsored them and helped and had my name put on something cool, but I decided not to give $5 a month and that could be you. So really just go to our Patreon and put money down. Thank you. We want some. Also, love you. I really appreciate you, all our fans. Thank you for everyone who's already subscribed to everything. You're amazing.